the sweet sound of victory. Feels good. Feels good. Sanchez won. Lawnmower. Eh, we won't have to. We don't have to name that number. We don't. We don't have to talk about that number. Okay, I've got a couple things to talk to you guys about today. Uh, number one, I meant to get into this before when I was talking about uh, the kids' names at daycare, like uh, Malcolm's classmates or whatever. They have like all kinds of names, like Sage and Trig and was it Tag? Weird shit. Don't don't name your kid after a spice. I don't have a lot of rules, but just that's one of the things like paprika. It just that's you guys are fucking weird. Uh, the reason I brought that up a million and a half years ago that I didn't ever remember until just now was because of this one fact. Now, we all remember the movie Precious. And that came out, shit, was it 2010-ish? I don't know. And if you've seen that movie, you kind of understand it's it's not a very good movie. It's uh, pretty, pretty much a big, fat, chubby downer. Uh, and the main character is named Precious, and she's sexually abused by her father. She gets pregnant. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> Should have probably said the spoiler part before. And, um... It's not, it's not a good time for Precious. She walks away at the end of the movie and you just, it's hard to be hopeful for her, you know, especially, anyway, whatever. So that movie came out 2010. So Malcolm has a classmate, a little black girl with dreads, and she's probably two or three. Guess what her name is? Yeah, her name is Precious. So I'm like, okay, hang on, let's do the math here. So she's three, so she was born... Well, after that movie came out. Well, after everyone's associated Precious with, you know, sexual abuse and, you know, going down on your own mom and getting pregnant by your weird dad. But whatever, I guess, to each his own, perhaps. I mean, maybe they're thinking by the time that kid is old enough for anyone to really even know, nobody will remember Precious, right? Probably except for all her teachers. Like, that's my word association. They're like, I hear, Precious, put that down. And I look and it's a little black girl and I'm like, oh God, why would you do that to a child? Why? Why? Like my kid gets Malcolm in the middle, which I don't think is terrible. But man, that Precious, I don't know. Like, you don't have to make those decisions right away after you give birth. You know, you've lost a lot of blood. Maybe you're on a lot of painkillers. It's maybe not the best time to make those kinds of decisions. Just give yourself a minute. Just, uh... Have yourself a quick second there, okay? And, okay, I'm going to go into how I named Malcolm because everybody's heard this story 150 times. Sorry, Courtney. Uh, I was working with Courtney uh, probably about, I don't know, five years ago, and she was pregnant, and I was not. And I have a boss, and his name is Mac. And we all called him Mac, and all we ever hear is Mac. So I had a box of his uniforms, and it said Malcolm because it came to his, you know, like actual name or whatever, his full name. And I thought... I like that name. So I told Courtney, if I ever have a boy, I think I'll name him Malcolm. And uh, she was like, okay, yeah, whatever, crazy. And uh, so years went by and I really liked the name. And Sarah has a cousin named Malcolm. So she wasn't too keen on it because it was already in her family. And I think she, I think her grandpa's middle name was Malcolm too. Because it's a Scottish name and she's Scottish, Scottish albino. So I had it set in my mind and it was kind of debatable. We were like debating on it. She didn't really like it. And she was throwing out other names like uh, cayenne or some shit like that. And uh, I liked it. So I was firm and I was like, this is the kid's name. And she's like, I don't know. So then I get kidney stones. And then I get to the doctor. 
the doctor in the ER. And like, let's pretend Sarah's real last name is Smith because initially Malcolm's last name was hyphenated, uh, my real last name and Sarah's real last name. And I made that decision before the anesthetic wore off. And I was noodling with it and trying to figure out like, what are we going to do the whole time? Cause it's like, I didn't, I pridefully didn't want to give up my last name because I wanted my dad's last name to keep on or whatever. And I just finally said, okay, we'll hyphenate. And then I saw it, it I was ashamed of the hyphen. Like I'd call places and I'll be like, uh, okay. They're like, okay, what's your son's full name? And then I'll be like, oh, okay, it's hyphenated. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. And every time I would have to talk to his doctor or to the allergist or to the pharmacy or whatever the fuck, it was like such, I was like in a shame spiral that I had like hyphenated his last name. And, um, so eventually I was like, okay, all right, uh, we'll just change it to uh, Sarah's last name, which I, I stand by that. Like my last name will be his middle name. So it's still kind of in there. And then, you know, I've kind of thought about it or somebody told me, I don't think I came up with this thought on my own. I don't know who I'm kidding. Uh, that had my, you know, like my kid, had I gone straight, which, you know, not in the cards for me, but had I been straight, my dad's last name wouldn't have survived anyway because I would have taken my husband's last name really and it wouldn't have really made a difference so fuck it so what's the point of me telling you this story okay so I wanted to get back to the origins of how I decided Malcolm would be the name so my boss is named Malcolm and then I get the kidney stones which was a wonderful wonderful experience I loved that was just I don't know how you ever describe pain to somebody in a way that they can understand because unless it's happening to you it's like I wanted to crawl out of my own skin it was just such, it was like somebody was sucker punching me in the back over and over and over. And it was unrelenting. It was constant chronic agony for four days because I went to the hospital the first night it happened because I phoned health links and the nurse was like, yeah, you better go. And they sent me home. Well, this is where I met the ER doctor. So here we go. I'm at the ER now. And I made a joke about Demerol. Huge fucking mistake because I think they thought I was drug seeking and I really wasn't. I was just really in a tremendous amount of pain because at that point, my vagina was like burning and I was peeing every 10, 15 minutes. And when I wasn't peeing, I was barfing. I was just constantly running to the bathroom to pee or to throw up, to pee or to throw up. And I had pain isolated under my rib cage on only one side of my back. I could have fucking diagnosed myself. And I think just about anyone else could have fucking done it. But this guy, he comes in, he's all bleary eyed. It's like three in the morning and he's like, okay, uh, rubs his eyes what what uh seems to be the problem so i told him and I, I was just like i joke it's my coping mechanism so i made a joke about demerol which is a big fat fucking mistake and after he left the first time sarah's like don't do that because she works in a hospital she's like they're gonna think you want drugs and i'm like i do want drugs she's like yeah but don't tell them that they're gonna think you're only here to get drugs and i was like oh god great it's fucking awesome so he leaves and he introduces himself as, let's say Sarah's last name is Smith, right? Is that what we decided? He says, hi, I'm Dr. Smith, yada, yada. And uh, he leaves and then another girl comes in and she's young and really good looking. And uh, she has to check if my cervix is closed or not. Now, if you haven't listened to any of the uh, Return to Sender shows, you don't know much about my vagina. Let me bring you up to speed. I'm not, I'm not the sort that likes anything really in there in the sense that I don't like it. So... I don't know why the whole time I was pregnant, I never really thought about uh, having to get these cervical checks. I never really thought about how the baby was going to fucking come out and what that was going to do potentially to my vagina. Now, thank the sweet Lord Jesus, I ended up with a C-section because I don't know how I could have, like, did you, you should have seen the head my kid had. He had a fucking C-section sized head. 
that kid wasn't fucking coming out. There's no goddamn way. So uh, she comes in and um, the, the hot doctor, the hot young doctor, she comes in. And I told her, I'm like, I'm, I'm going through a little bit of anxiety because I know you have to check my C-section. I'm sorry, you have to check my cervix. And she's like, yeah, you can't leave without me checking. I need to make sure it's closed. And I was like, okay. I said, can I see your hands? And she showed me her hands and they were tiny. They were tiny, small, slender little fingers. And I said, please, I'm really small down there. And I don't often, you know, I don't like anything in there. And she's like, well, how did you get pregnant? And I'm like, sperm. We bought sperm. <laughs> And the look on her face, she was like, not grossed out, not weird or anything. But she was like, hmm, tell me more. So I briefed her on the whole thing about how we ordered it out of a fucking internet catalog and it came to a UPS store and we shot it up in a hotel room. She was like fascinated, except I didn't realize I, that the people next door to me could probably hear my story. And actually the whole room probably fucking heard that I was weird and bought sperm that was frozen. Uh, so she started laughing. She's like, oh, okay, okay. I'll be very gentle. And, uh, also, I, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't really, you know, I couldn't really see my vagina cause my belly was big. I don't know how many months pregnant I was then maybe six, six or seven months pregnant. It was pre stretch mark. So I hadn't really been able to see my vagina. I mean, I was aware that it was unkempt and, uh, I knew that I probably should have taken care of it before I went, but I was just in so much pain. I took a shower before I went to the hospital, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have time. I, I can't bend over. Like, how am I supposed to sh hack this bush? Like, what am I supposed to shave it with? I don't know. So I went there and I had like, oh, the worst fucking seventies jungle bush. Like it was just, it looked like I had a Muppet between my legs. It was just fucking horrible. I'm still traumatized to this day. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm like in that moment. I'm right there. I'm sitting there. My heels are at my, my ass crack and my legs are splayed open and my big old Elmo fucking bush is just hanging over there. So she pretends like she doesn't notice. And she actually did this weird thing that I don't think she did intentionally, but she sat on my foot and I wasn't moving it because I wanted to be able to kick her in the ass if she hurt me. And I kind of felt comforted with her weight on my foot that I was like grounded somehow and she was going to like take care of me. And she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go in now. And she's like, oh, you're not really, really small down there. You just have a really strong muscle. So I'm, I'm sorry again. I probably have a really, uh, really slender vagina. It's the only slim part of me left. Uh, what the yeah, so she sticks a finger in, just one, with her tiny little finger, and she's like, okay, just breathe out, and I'm going to put it in. And I said, I said, okay, okay. And she put it in. She's like, yep, tight, closed, no problem, you're good, good to go, get on out of here. And I was like, so uh, am I just supposed to live with this pain? Like, is this going to be my life now? And she said, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, you probably have ligaments stretching and stuff when you're pregnant, you're your body lets out these hormones so that things stretch out so your hips get a little bit wider so that it's easier to give birth. And I was like, but it feels like my vagina is like on fire. And she's like, your vagina? And I was like, yeah, like my vagina. It feels like it's it's burning. Because it did. It wasn't like a need to pee. It was just like this, like, it was like it was, it was seriously like somebody had cauterized it. Like just burning. And she's like, oh, you know what? Give yourself a few hours. Take a hot pack. Go home. Blah, blah, blah. And then... Uh, the male doctor standing there and she's like, um, Malcolm here will, uh, and I'm like, what? She's like, Malcolm. I'm like, Dr. Smith. I said, I looked at him. I'm like, your name's Malcolm Smith. And he said, yeah. And then I looked at Sarah and I'm like, his name is Malcolm Smith. And she's like, oh my God, it is. And then they started talking about their clan or whatever. And I was like, well, you can't argue with fate because his name is Malcolm Smith. 
And this kid in my oven is going to be named Malcolm Smith as well. So it's a done deal. It's written up. So ever since then, she went out, she bought like, uh, what do you call that? Craft craft supplies to make a sign that says Malcolm for his room and like little elephants and shit. We were just decided up to that point. Like, boom, done. It's like, this is like a sign from God. Unfortunately, it came along with kidney stones, a fluffy vagina, and uh, getting finger banged in a barely closed room. It was just basically closed with curtains. So all in all, I'd say um, that des- that decision just kind of made itself. And then on top of it all, my boss, Malcolm slash Mac, that we all call Mac, his birthday is April 15th. My Malcolm, also born April 15th. Right? Am I right, folks? Am I right? It's a sign. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. So now I'm like, whenever somebody pisses me off at work, I'm like, well, I'm not naming my next kid Mark, asshole. And it's like a running joke. But everybody thinks I should have named my kid Buster after the sperm donor. But uh, then people would be onto it because this whole frozen sperm thing is a lie. It's Buster's semen. And uh, that's all you really need to know about that. That's all you really need to know. Okay, so that's a really long-winded story. Just to catch you guys up, because I don't know, like, I have a lot of new listeners that I don't think listen to RTS. Like, I have a listener in Colombia, I don't know, six in Germany, Turkey, the Ukraine, Russia. What was the other one that... Oh, three or four in Brazil that I don't think we had. China, Philippines. I don't know. These are all, like, people I know for sure didn't listen to RTS. So I thought I would rehash that in, uh, in a quick way. Just to get everyone back on board. And plus I needed to kill some time. And I did. Look, 14 minutes have gone by in a blink of an eye. Jesus. Okay, so the other thing I love about this daycare is uh, they automatically uh, made Sarah and I each a Mother's Day gift. So they sent Malcolm home with two Mother's Day gifts, which I thought was really cute. Because they didn't even ask. It's kind of like I've never really said um, that we're together, but I guess I just kind of figured it out. So... uh, um, whatever, I went there or whatever. And then one of the kids looks at me to, I went there to pick up Malcolm and one of the kids looks at me and he's like, Malcolm has two mommies. And I said, yes, he does. He's like, I only have one mommy. And I was like, oh, do you have a dad? Yeah. I was like, oh, well that's good too. And he's like, yeah, I guess. And then he started telling me about his fucking entire family tree. Cause he's four. And he's like, I have two grandpas and two grandmas too. And I was like, okay, well, that's just fucking ducky for you. Like, do we have to talk about this? And then another girl comes along and she's like, I can do up my zipper. And I was like, fuck, kids are weird. <laughs> Aren't they funny? It's like, anyway. So I think it's really cool because it's like not going to be a weird thing. It's just going to be like, that's his family. So like if they grow up this whole time and then they end up going to school together, it's like totally not a big deal. Because as it stands right now, these kids are just like, oh, he's just got two moms. Like, that's just what it is. It's like not a question of if it's weird or gross or strange or anything it's just fact it's like no he's got two moms yeah doesn't everybody want two moms though really like fuck i forgot the whole point of me fucking telling you this the whole point of me telling you this two moms thing is yeah we got two two mom crafts on mother's day and then i meant to tell them when i dropped him off i'm like because i heard in the morning that they were making father's day crafts or whatever like a couple days ago and uh i meant to tell them that uh, it would be perfectly fine if malcolm made his grandpa something on Father's Day instead because I didn't want him to feel left out and I'm sure they don't want him to feel left out and I'm sure he's not the only kid out there that doesn't have a dad I'm sure there's a lot of single moms around so that must be what they do right so today I go and pick him up and he made uh an a, a grandpa craft like happy what did he say happy Father's Day grandpa or something like that I can't remember or number one grandpa or something I don't know 
It's just cool. I'm really impressed with that daycare. I think they're just great. They love my kid. And I don't know if it's like some kind of weird reverse discrimination, but they seem to really like him. Like every time I go pick him up, they're like, oh, he's such a sweetheart. I wish I could take him home. He's such a nice kid. And I'm like, do you say this to all the parents? Like you can't. Like some kids are bastards, right? Like some kids are smacking other kids in the face. You probably don't like those kids. Anyway, I hope they're not just saying that because because we're homos and they feel like they need to be overly nice to us to show that they accept us, you know? But he is smart. He is a fucking genius. God, I just, please, Jesus, let him be smart so I can get my diapers changed somewhere nice. I don't want to go to Shady Pines. I don't want to go to Shady Pines. Okay, now I have another story to share with you all. Uh, it's not really my short story, but it did happen to Sarah's dad. So hang on one sec, I'll tell you all about it. You're enjoying your day, everything's going your way. Then along comes Debbie Downer. Always there to tell you about a new disease. A car accident or killer bees. We beg her to spare you, Debbie, please. But you can't stop Debbie Downer. Okay, I'll make this part brief. So passengers on a Philadelphia-bound U.S. Airways flight last week had a crappy trip when a pet on board went to the bathroom while the plane was airborne, forcing an emergency landing. Okay, I'm not going to get too much into this. The It was like a like a C&I dog or whatever, and uh, it apparently was not feeling well. And these we all know these dogs are really well-trained, and they're very, very smart. And he was just feeling sick. I'm sure he was feeling some kind of like flight. Like he held it. He did the best he could. And then when it just wasn't going to happen for him and we weren't landing, that dog had to take a shit. And actually he shit twice. Or he shat twice. And um, it happens. Whatever, dude. Like who fucking cares? So they had to land the plane because it smelled bad. Like I guess they ran out of cleaning solution or something. Who, who fucking cares? Like did they take a vote? I think the pilot just said that they were going to make a landing. Like it's just shit. Babies shit all the time. Like, fuck, you're going to make people late and do dumb... Like, what is the point of that? For a little dog shit? Big fucking deal. People were throwing up and the smell. Although, you know what? I will say that smells in, a, like, perfume and stuff in a plane are really intense for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm not a fucking entomologist. <laughs> okay, so the point of me telling you this story is the Debbie Downer part. Sarah's dad uh, travels a lot for his business. And he's a drug dealer, heroin mostly. So he was flying from Vancouver to China and uh, it's a long fucking flight. So he takes a business class fare and like, it's cool, he says, because like you get your own pod and you can actually lay right down, but none of us will ever, well, I won't certainly uh, fly business class ever. But I mean, it's cool to know that you can have your own little cubicle and like your own room and a little TV and lay down flat. That's pretty neat. So they're flying over Russia and the guy sitting immediately behind him uh, starts yelling. He's like, okay, whatever, I'll make up a name. Craig, Craig, don't do this to me. Craig, wake up, wake up. And the guy that he's flying with, Craig, is non-responsive. So then they make a big announcement. Are there any uh, doctors on board? Please come to, the, to first class, yada, yada, yada. So the doctors rush up. They can't do anything for him. He's dead. And... Uh, yeah, so Sarah's dad is now sitting in front of a poor, poor gentleman, young guy, died on the flight for whatever reason. So now they're flying over Russia, and they don't stop. So Sarah's dad is on a plane for four some odd hours with a dead body behind him, and they weren't able to stop in Russia for whatever reason. They did not touch down. They just proceeded to China but you can stop for dog shit on a plane. 
Like what, what the fuck? I mean, I, I get it, you know, but I was like, did they, did they cover him with a sheet? And he said, no, he was just kind of like sitting there like he was sleeping. So they moved his friend, I guess, somewhere else on the plane. So he didn't have to sit beside a dead body, but like, holy fuck. That's fucking nuts. But they didn't have time. They couldn't stop. Dog shit? No problem. Boom. We'll stop. Human being? Dead? No. He can, well, what, where is he going to go, really, I guess? Like, what, what's the fucking problem? He's not going anywhere. He's already dead. But, like, don't you start... Like, don't doesn't your body release your poop and your pee when you die? Is that, like, a thing? I'm pretty sure that's a thing where you just kind of, like... And then it all comes out, right? Doesn't it? I walked six feet under. I can't remember that. I'm pretty sure it does. Anyway, so that's my Debbie Downer news. Isn't it exciting? Mer, mer. Hang on, I've got an ex- I've got a new segment from an old, new, new, old submitter. Hang on. Hey Sanchez, this is Dallas, Texas. I just wanted to comment on your story of the big-headed kid getting punched in the back of the head in the face. A while ago, I was driving home from work and I drove past a parking garage where I saw a guy getting the shit beat out of him. They were picking him up to punch him in the face and picking him up to punch him in the face. So I made the block, not really knowing what I was gonna do. And I rolled up into the parking garage. And fortunately, the manager of the building and one of his assistants was there by then. So he just waved me on and told me the cops were on their way. It's pretty scary though to think, you know, I mean, as a single female, I don't think I would get in the middle of that. I don't think that you did the wrong thing at all. Another time I uh, was getting some beer, I know, go figure, and uh, I had rolled out of the parking lot, and as I was rolling out of the parking lot, there was a white woman and a big black brother fighting. She was screaming, get the fuck away from me, and he kept grabbing her arm, and so I drove around the little building, and I rolled down my window, and I looked at her, and I had my phone in my hand, and I was like, do you want me to call somebody? And she's like, no. And about then, the big black guy starts walking towards me. I'm like, oh, shit. He says, get the fuck out of here, you ugly white bitch. And I was like, yes, sir. And so that's exactly what I did. You know, they were probably both on drugs. And again, wouldn't get in the middle of that shit. All right, peace out. Yikes, right? I don't know. Two guys duking it out. I don't know. I did look, though. I mean, he like he punched him once in the back of the head, and then he must have broken his fucking hand on that big, huge, turkey head. And then when he turned, when he when the like, and also I'd like to point out, I don't know if I made this clear enough last time. He took a sheep shot at that fat kid. He hit him in the back of the head. Like it's not like he, you know, squared up with him man to man. He punched him in the back of his fat melon head. And then when he went to punch him in the face, I'm pretty sure his goddamn hand was broken. Because how do you punch a brick wall like that and then hit somebody else in the face? His hand must have been fucking broken. I'm going to look for him on the news. I don't know how that happened. Okay. And also domestic disputes, they're tricky, man. They're tricky. I don't know. Because like that girl was like, no, no, don't call anybody. Don't call anybody. Because it's like this was their entertainment for the evening. I don't know. Scary. What are you supposed to do? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not a doctor here. I'm not a doctor. Okay. Thanks, mystery submitter. Let's hear from my homeboy, Gary. Electric. Electric Gary. Hey, Sandra, it's Electric Gary, and boy, am I glad to talk to you. It has been a little bit. Missed a few shows, as I think might happen for a little while, because you're cranking them out, and I fucking love that, because the world needs more Sanchez. Um, I haven't even heard Thumbelina yet, but I'm glad to see that I, I had to search for it on Podbean, and then and now it is in my feed on 
uh, iTunes, so you're back, which I love. Okay, you may be able to tell uh, that I have had a few rum and cokes because it is Tuesday evening, and Tuesday evening is when I drink the rum and cokes. Oh, and I see while you're downloading the Buffalo Head. So good, more of that. Um, Right. Oh, shit, there's two of them. Okay, enough of this. I I will uh, keep on track a little bit. So years ago, I decided I hate Tuesdays because Tuesday is like fucking Monday 2.0. And I decided to incentivize Tuesday to try and make it better. And I may have already brought this up on another Tuesday night when I was a little bit hammered, but I decided that uh, Tuesday night's the night I drink rum and Coke, and it makes things better. So here we are, Tuesday night. Okay. Made a few notes from the previous episodes that do not include the previous, the extra three that I'm seeing downloading at the moment. So I'm probably a little behind the times. Uh, Sarah trying to get pregnant. Maybe by now she is because apparently I'm a little behind the times. But Yahtzee, very glad to hear that. That's so exciting. I not am in a position to help, and uh, you probably wouldn't want it anyway. But I, I did make the joke to Mrs. Electric that I would have loved to send you guys a hot load in the mail so that you could uh, work all that out. But uh, I had a procedure done some years ago that would make that kind of useless and probably just gross and creepy. But uh, it was funny that she actually decided that or said something at that point that uh, she would not be interested in me impregnating someone I didn't know, which is kind of sweet because I've never impregnated anyone and never will. But uh, I would I would love to help out. And I'm, I'm glad and hope that someone does. Uh, so um, let's see. You have listeners in Norway now, which is exciting. Um, I know this is not completely related or not even remotely related, and people in Norway may be offended, but we watched The uh, uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty recently, and I love that movie. I was very touched by it, and it had great visuals. Of course, it was all about Iceland, which is probably nothing at all like Norway and makes me an ignorant, fucking ugly American, but I apologize to our Norway listeners. But uh, I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, I had a weird fucking dream the other night. I've been having a long spate of them. Things have been insanely busy. I haven't been able to keep up on shows lately and I've been busy with work that nobody's interested in, but I was up at 3.30 this morning and then working on drawings for a fire alarm at a sorority, which has some potential. But uh, anyway, back to what I'm doing now. Uh, So anyway, weird dreams I've been having. Uh, The weirdest one recently was that I was changing the diaper on a hairless cyclops monkey that had shit all over the side of the bed, and it was not good, as you can imagine. But, you know, you never, even in the weirdest of situations, you never actually think to yourself, hey, I bet I'm dreaming. Whenever I find coins, I'll I'll find a bunch of coins all over the ground. That is a sign that I'm dreaming. If that ever happens in real life, I would think maybe I'm dreaming. If it happens in a dream, I think there's no fucking way I'm dreaming. This is happening. So I can't seem to trick myself. Uh, Some time ago, maybe around arm legs or gift card, you mentioned you were talking about long-distance relationships, and uh, you and Sarah had one, and Mrs. Electric and I did too. We actually met while we were living 150 miles apart. I was working in a warehouse, a tire warehouse, with a bunch of fucking dudes in Central Oregon, and she was going to uh, Oregon State University here in lovely Corvallis, Oregon. And uh, we spent our first three, I think, months, three solid months uh, away from each other. And you know that that heart-pounding feeling when you're dialing the phone, you're hoping like hell they pick up, you're feeling alone in the world, and that's your one lifeline. And uh, 
we fi I finally moved over here and six months to the day after we had our first date, I proposed on a whim in the grocery store. And I may have already told the story somehow, but um, we've been married almost 18 years and together almost 20 and life could not be better. So it all works out in the end. Uh, let's see here. Wow, I am going long and going all over the fucking road. So bear with me. Uh, I, I've mentioned probably several times that I restored a little car, and I think you may have seen it on, on Facebook. It's a Honda N600, little two-cylinder, air-cooled, bizarre little micro car. Uh, we like to get it out when it's nice out, which it is right now. So we took it to a car show recently and had a nice time, had a great sort of stand-by-me feel. And uh, it's a nice thing to do if you have the opportunity to get your hands on an old car. You know, get in it. Drive around. It feels like it used to. It's kind of cool. And let's see. I have one more one more note here that I made over the, the last couple of weeks that says friends. And I'm assuming that means not the show, but the fact that we have very little time for friends in life. We're very busy adults. And when it boils right down to it, we get a few minutes a month or week that we can talk to friends or see friends or do anything with friends. So let's do that. And I'm glad that uh, you and I are friends. I uh, wish nothing but the best for you and your family. And I hope maybe one day to see you in person. But if I don't, this is wonderful. I'm going to say that's Electric Gary. And this is probably the longest I've ever fucking talked in this whole media. Gary, 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 Gary. I got to tell you, I like this side of you. I like you a little bit hammered. I like you on a Tuesday. I, I really think it's quite thoughtful that you were thinking of me and perhaps mailing me a big wad of man dough to make a baby. That's very thoughtful. That's very thoughtful. And I'm glad that Mrs. Electric said no. Because you know what? That's her man baby batter buggy baby. Yeah. Gross. It's kind of gross. I like it. I like it freeze dried. It's less less gross. Although it's still pretty gross when it's Defrosted, it's, uh, it's not as white and glue-like as I imagined, as I've seen in porn. It's it, In porn, it looks really white against, you know, someone's eyebrows, I guess. I guess that's not really fair, you know, because that's not a really good comparison, how white something looks against black eyebrows. That's not really gross, really gross. Okay, I like that. What else did I like? I really liked the uh, sorority uh, fire thing. How do we, just out of curiosity, is there any way, you can see where I'm going with this, right? Because I'm 12, to perhaps install some type of hidden camera. We could just take a, take a gander, just have a little, little look-see, see how the beautiful people live. See how they, maybe when they drop the soap, it'll be quite hot. are a romantic SOB though you know you guys got married so early I think sometimes when you just you meet somebody and like I had a crush on Sarah forever like we worked together forever and I remember in February I had first started uh my job and when you do my job all you do is walk around and think all day that's it you walk around because like after a while you kind of get into a routine and you know the numbers either go up or they go up go up by two or they go up by four and once you're in the same place for a consistent amount of time uh, you just, your mind starts to wander, right? You just match the number on the letter to the number on the house and you can relax because you know where you're going. And I would just think about her and think about her and think about her constantly. And then 
that day that she sat me down and we had a drink and she was like, I have an enormous crush on you. I was just like, what? How about Who's it's what's it's? Really? God, I'm adorable. That's what I thought to myself. I'm like, I must be really fucking charming if I won you over and I wasn't even really trying. Like I would flirt with her and stuff, but I would flirt with a fucking shoe. I never really expect any response. And she would flirt back, which kind of made me uncomfortable because usually people just laugh or they <laughs> assume I'm going to like <laughs> have some kind of like jailhouse sex with them, like try and put some move on them and muscle in. Anyway. I really like that. I like, you know what? That's three long distance relationships that they say are doomed that worked out. So super. I should really stop talking now. I think I can't remember what else I probably should have said, but I really enjoy that, Gary. I think that was uh, really funny and you should do that again. It could be your Tuesday night drunk fest. And I also don't know what I should do because I've been, pardon me, <clears throat> just doing these shows as I can. Like if I get 15 minutes here or 20 minutes there, so instead of putting up like one hour long show, I'm essentially putting up three 20 minute shows, which is why he had all that trouble because he was like downloading three shows, but they're all like 20 minutes. So I don't know if it's more irritating to have like three 20 minute shows than it is to have one one hour show. But I personally like a little like I like I, I like downloading shows like a little bit each day. I would I like that, but I don't know if it's irritating and I don't know that anybody will ever communicate to me that it's irritating or not. So I'd really like it if somebody would tell me. Uh, something somebody would have some kind of suggest what do you guys think is it annoying should I just like keep those 20 minute shows all together and just post one big show is am I clogging up your feed am I I don't want to be a nuisance you know I mean we're just starting to get to know each other here I don't want to overwhelm you with so much me you know I just want to do what's best for us all of us really but mostly me and you you yes you make those bedroom eyes at me you little slut all right anyway thanks for having me again this might be the last one this week or it might not i don't know i've got so much bandwidth now there's just so much time for us for me and you maybe maybe buying buying the extra stuff was a mistake are you overloaded is it too much is it too much me you can tell me what there's no such thing as too much me oh go on you're so cute. Okay. So Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter. Same on Facebook. Change my address Facebook page. You can like that. We're on Stitcher. Actually, I actually got a few people listening on Stitcher. Stitcher's like such a downer because it tells you exactly how many people have listened and the average completion rate. And I'm on about a 65% completion rate. That's not great. But I mean, it's not terrible, I guess. I guess it's like 20% would be really shitty. But, uh... I'll take, oh, I'll take 65, whatever. It's, oh, what's that, a C? High C, bordering on a B? No, it's not a B. No, that's a C. That's a solid C, but it's a C plus. I'll take a C plus. Okay, iTunes reviews are important uh, because the more I have something or other, it does something, I'm sure. I'd really like uh, like one. Can you just, just one? Could you guys just pull together just one? You don't even have to write anything, just a star. Oh, not one star, five would be great. Four, okay. Three even is all right, but just anything. Like, it would just make me feel like I'm doing this for a reason and someone's listening. Besides Joe, maybe someone other than Joe listening would be great. Okay. I, I never know how to end these. Why don't I just, like, I should come up with a catchphrase of my own. Hmm. Well, that day is not going to be today. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining.
I had a sensual time with you. Yeah. You hate this part too? This is annoying, right? It's like, just fucking get it over with or not. Could you just... Oh, I got my fucking period today, man. And I don't know why I'm always so goddamn surprised when I get it. I was like, oh, my stomach feels weird. Mm. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I go, and fucking, there's blood on the toilet paper. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, didn't I just get my fucking period? And I'm done with it now, okay? I had my baby. I don't need any more blood. I'm good. And then the best is like, oh, I have one right here. Just so happens. It's not a prop at all. Now you try... I know every year they come out with some kind of fucking pad or tampon with like a braided string or like super absorbent and they spill the blue shit on the fucking pad on the commercial and then they squeeze it and see how many drops come out. Listen to me, please. For the love of Christ, anybody with any kind of fucking connection, I've said this for years, please, Jesus, somebody, could you just find a fucking way to make opening a pad wrapper silent? Could you just cut out? Listen. Like, fucking come on, man. You're sitting in a public restroom. You're bleeding. Your day's not going well. You're wearing your period underpants. It's not much fun at all. And then you gotta sit through the fucking humiliation of trying to sit there with your knees together and quietly as you can open up a fucking loud, crinkly, rustly pad wrapper. Motherfucker. You get... You can put a man on the moon. There is a robot on Mars driving around, being steered by people on Earth, and you can't make a silent pad wrapper? Really? Shame on you. Shame on you. All right, have a good day. I'll probably produce another fucking podcast tomorrow because I'm fucking full of myself, dumb bitch. Okay, love you. No, you. No, I love you more. Hang up. No, you. You hang up. Love you. No, you hang up. No, you hang...